Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back to the podcast, my peoples. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. What are you looking at? I'm looking at your purses. You're just like looking as if you've never seen them before. Huh. My genre is science fiction fantasy. Mine is drama and romance. Mine are. Take is? A, I'm taking a was? big four and a half hour literacy test on Monday. <laughs> because they're afraid you're illiterate? No, it's required for my license. <laughs> okay, action adventure. All licenses should come with that requirement. So I'm mm-hmm. studying as if, you know. Mm-hmm. We take turns selecting for more movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list. But maybe if I listen to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Or in this case, a first chance. Because <laughs> nobody's heard of this movie. This was, spoiler alert, the sixth time I have seen this movie. Really? Wow. And I have I recommended this to Carly years ago. <laughs> Which I knew when I saw it on Netflix. I said, well, Lane wanted me to watch that. I recommend so I movies to both you ladies, and you don't ever pick them. Oh, I just, so those go right in this year and out that one. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's fine. But I, I listen, remember this one when I saw it on Netflix. I'm just going to say, you no one brought Warrior into do, your life. To be just tricky. think about that when I, when I say you should watch this movie. <laughs> Not tricky. If John recommends a movie, I know it's because he thinks it's good. If Tony rec- recommends a movie, sometimes it's just because he wants to see how mad I'm going to get. <laughs> that is true. That's true. I mean, facts are facts. That's fair. Facts are facts. What was the name of the movie you wanted to... If Carly recommends a movie, I'm shocked because she only watches movies for the podcast. Santa Jaws, like Santa Jaws. I still don't know if that would have gone over well or not. Probably not. I don't know. It could have been a good episode. Well, we set the bar at Jack Frost, too, and Tony's trying to limbo under that motherfucker. He did. Slither. Would you stop with that every time? It's not as bad as Jack Frost, too. It is, too. It is not. It's worse. Really? Is What's-His-Nuts wearing a foam... Um, snowman outfit? No. Where you could see the mittens? <laughs> but mittens do make a comeback in this pick. Was the way to kill the, the slither beast banana daiquiris? No, but it could have been. Or just bananas, I guess. But, yeah. mm. Okay, then. Okay. Hey, you want to talk about the 100-foot um, journey? Sure. It's uh, based off a novel by Richard C. Morais. And the novel was better, I just want to say. No, how could you read, read it? it. <laughs> there have been zero instances where someone said the movie was better than the movie, than the novel. So I'm just going uh, on a limb here. It's that called Jurassic true. Park. Jaws. Jaws book sucks. There's and actually a podcast that Tony's listened to a few episodes of where they compare the book to the movie, and that's what they do. Yes, they but read not, the book, they watch the movie, they talk about but it. But in this art house, one side I guarantee you the, 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 the novel is way better than the movie. Generally, the novel is better than the movie, yeah. but mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, Jurassic Park... <laughs> There's n- that book is good, but it ain't as good as that. There's movie. a lot of filler in it. Clever girl. It's a long book. I like it there, but it, there's she a lot of scenes that are like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So the screenplay was written by Stephen Knight, who also wrote 30 episodes of Peaky Blinders and Dirty Pretty Things. I tried to watch that show, Peaky Blinders. I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I have to care about the characters, and I just don't care about anything. You didn't like Peaky Blinders, but you're watching that weird show, Hustle. Yeah. Okay. Which ended in 2012, by the way, and I'm just finding it now. <laughs> like, wow, the technology really. He also watched like what was that weird thing with the uh, <laughs> that him. British show that you were watching where they were like uh, worked for. Oh man, 
That, oh, that one you recommended. Yes, what was that? Uh, what was the name of that show? The Industry. Te- Industry, yes. Yes, that had way more sex in it than any <laughs> Yes, but it was equal should. opportunity sex because they had... Everybody was fucking. They had <laughs> dude on dude, girl on dude, girl on girl. They Everybody was just fucking everybody. Well, every, well I was listening to a podcast. I have not heard of this show. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. Yeah, well, Tony kept telling John, Hey, I think he's watching like, this. I didn't keep telling John. I told him and once. And then he watched it and I said... Tony thought you would like this because you, was it but he had never the seen fucking? it. <laughs> I had not seen it, but of the podcast I listened to, they said there's a show industry. It's basically like Melrose Place meets um, Wall, Wall Street, Street. It's and not. I was like, well, that sounds like something John would like. It's, Actually, it's more. It's more Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> well, you liked Wall Street. We were talking about it for like yeah. a week. Yeah, <laughs> I like the movie Wall Street, but this is more Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, as much the, as the show is. Yeah, oh, okay. all the boning. I haven't watched it yet. But well, if you, you should but enjoy. If you, but if you want to see a, uh, some dude penis, oh well, oh. you know me. Oh. Dude, on, and there's lots of dude on dude love. Oh well, All right. which you just don't see enough of in movies. What was we watching? We watched something else that had an unexpected penis in it. <laughs> oh, Gone Girl. <laughs> yeah, the side the side wang. So we uh. we watched Gone Girl because I wanted to scare Elena. That's a horror movie. I love that movie. That movie is terrifying. We watched that recently, and Amanda came home at the wrong point, and yeah. she was this, the look on her face. <laughs> she had never seen she it before. She came home for the reveal and was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> she was there for like ten minutes before the reveal. <laughs> There's unexpected penis in that too, and you're just like, "Oh, I didn't feel attacked by they that." Even did it in the comic. Do you think it was Affleck penis or did he have a stunt penis? I don't know. Do you think that was Neil Patrick Harris's penis, or do you think that was a stunt penis? I don't know. Or do you think it was? A sausage. Stunt wang? <laughs> like a... a they think somebody went a home... A simulated wang. I mean, Patrick Harris's wang! Because you can see it flopping there, covered in... <laughs> yeah. Blood? Caro syrup? Who knows? All right. So this and other questions movie. may never be answered. <laughs> Let's talk about a movie with it no wang. directed by... I can't say this dude's name, sorry. Mm-hmm. Lasse Halstrom. It has mm-hmm. the umlaut. It's <laughs> Halstrom. Who also directed... A Dog's Purpose, Chocolat, and The Cider House. Oh, Chocolat. I saw Chocolat. I did, too. I think I owned with, it. With Johnny Depp there. I have never long, seen Chocolat. You want to know why? Because of, it looks boring. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. I'd rather see Shock a little. Mm. <laughs> I thought I'd rather see a documentary man. on the Shockmaster. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, sorry. It's a we are starring Helen Mirren, who I did not write down. She's a welcome back. She's got to no, be a welcome back. Really? She's oh, been man. in so much stuff. But not, but not stuff we watch. Stuff we've done. 199 episodes, she did hasn't made the cut. You checked? Yes, I did. Okay. I'm Thank just saying. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's getting harder she to might do have that. been in like nine or oh, something. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? She was in The Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. I knew. Oh. She's I the mom. I remember that from when I saw it. But I'm never doing that piece of dog training. <laughs> what about Red? Are you going to do Red? No. We also have Om Puri, who plays Papa. Mm-hmm. Um, he has 317 acting credits, mostly Indian films, but he is a big time dude in India. He was in Charlie Wilson's was War, and I just watched that recently. All right. <laughs> because it's on Hulu or something. I was like, I love this movie, and I watched it, and no one else was home. <laughs> <clears throat> we also have Manish Dayal. Which I want to do for her birthday, by the way. Remind me. <laughs> okay. That's Hassan. He's from The Resident, 90210, The Reboot. He was in that. I only Halt watched like two episodes Fire. of that and couldn't get into it. He was in that Holiday movie. I don't think you watched that with me. I watched it. Holiday? 
It was on Netflix. Mm. It was one of the Christmas movies. I don't think it's one that you watched with me, though. No, I watched the one with the prince that goes back in time. <laughs> and then didn't want to watch Netflix ever again. <laughs> prince going back? You mean Kate and Leopold? No. no. <laughs> there's another one? That's a, oh, my God. There's probably a thousand. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, my guess is that Holiday, if you've seen Kate Leopold, that covers though, them all. <laughs> was one that got a lot of press this year. It was a new one this year, and it's it doesn't have any time traveling or princes, which sets it apart from it? other Netflix Christmas movies. Right. That's He's a duke. Anyway, from another dimension. Yeah. We have Charlotte Lebon, who was in The Take and Arthropoid, which were, she has a lot of French movies too. Mm-hmm. Those were just ones that were not French. Um, Amit Shah plays the oldest brother, Mansur. He's from Last Christmas, another Christmas movie. Um, Farzana Dua Alahe, the daughter, Mahira. It was in Prince of Persia. Um, the same With Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh. Sure. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> it's trash. It is. I saw it. It's not good. I saw it once. <laughs> I'm not watching it again to see if there's a girl's in it. <laughs> Uh, the budget was twenty-two million, and worldwide it made eighty-nine point five million. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't, For a movie of this caliber, wasn't a huge with cooking and romance. <laughs> and Helen Mirren. Yeah, <laughs> and her. It has a sixty-seven point seven or sixty-seven percent. My goodness, on <laughs> tomato meter and eighty-one percent audience score and fifty-five Metacritic. That's the only way you got it in. That is. And Elaine was like, "What? How are you doing that movie?" Because I have looked before, but I believe it was in previous years when we used to be a little bit stricter about our Metacritic. <laughs> Metacritic is, is... Or we just didn't see Metacritic. <laughs> yeah, Metacritic no. made, made a whole list of movies for me available. <laughs> I checked a bunch of movies that we, I wanted to do and Metacritic didn't review them. I'm like, that's bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> but we used to be a little bit... Like, if you look at our first couple years, we were a little bit more stricter about our guidelines. Yeah. We've... Well, there's, there's going to come to a point where we're going to let it go. I don't, I'm not going to have that problem. I'm no, an action adventure. No. <laughs> and sci-fi and, and horror, you know. I mean, they're all bad. All right. Bad dramas usually to, uh, are just boring. Can I do, um, I've got this sent to me, Johnny's Johnny's thoughts on Doolittle. Oh, we got to hear that. Oh, we got to pause. Sure, and then we'll do okay. my reviews. <clears throat> so Johnny, we requested this. Yes. Yeah. Johnny's thoughts on Doolittle. His favorite character was Doolittle. Yeah, His least favorite character was Mood to fly. Mood to fly. Yeah. <laughs> His favorite line was, "All right, all right, Jip, give her, give her a good sniff." <laughs> all right, fellow. Something smelled wrong, and that's coming from a guy who loves to smell butts. <laughs> How old is Johnny? Six. Oh man, I shouldn't have asked to put you. We on. asked this last time, I know, and I we talked about how Tony should know this. You think you'd have went back and looked right. it up? I'll say six. Okay. Favorite scene: the dragon attack scene. Favorite tertiary object: the ship, and it's uh-huh. a really big yay. Really big, yeah. I knew he would. Wow, he loved it. It's a good movie. All right, thank you, Johnny. It was a movie Johnny. You should watch this movie. Did Ben say much. whether he? <laughs> did Ben say whether he enjoyed it or just Johnny's review? I was just curious if Ben actually watched it. Or I don't think. I don't think Ben watched it. I think he just probably put it checked on. in and out. Yeah, he used it to babysit. Quality yeah. parenting. <laughs> <laughs> we all do it. It's fine. All right, my two reviews. Mm-hmm. The first one by Postmortem Books says a cynical cliche-ridden yawnathon. Mm-hmm. okay so i was sat behind the biggest person in the cinema who also smelt of pi 55 i don't know i'm assuming is a cologne or a 
I don't know. <laughs> it might be 55-year-old Pete. And my physical view of the film was marred by the silhouette of Herman Munster projected on the lower third of the screen. But by the time the credits were coming up, I was much more interested in the greasy neckline of Herman than the two hours I had just endured. So that's one. <laughs> okay. One out of ten. That's the good one, huh? No? Well. Yeah. And then Sam Duarte, 1989, said, Surprise fave of the year. Such a complimentary cast. Nothing overdone, nothing lacking. The trailers authentically represent the feel of the film from beginning to end. The type of movie that makes you want to recommend it to others, anticipate the DVD release, and of course, read the book, which I hear is just as good. Really? 10 out of 10. It looks Mm -hmm. like PI-55 is some kind of enzyme. Oh. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's in B.O. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, well, this there's just no way to find out, so let's just... Well, all right. What do you think going in, John? I thought, I've never heard of this. What is it about? Who's in it? And then, you know, I found these things out, and I was like, oh. <laughs> what did you think, Tony? I was like, I remember watching, like, like 15 minutes of this, because you were watching it one time. So when he got home from work. So over I was like, yeah, break. I was like, I watched, you know, watch this. I didn't know what it was, but... But he saw the end before he saw the beginning. (laughs) What did you think, Elaine? I thought, I hate when Carly picks a movie that I recommended a long time ago. (laughs) And then she acts like she never heard of it. It's like, I found this great movie. And I'm like, bitch, I told you about that shit. It really annoys me that she doesn't listen to me sooner. But I love this movie, so I'm happy to watch it again. When I was scrolling through Netflix and I saw it, I I thought of you. Because Elaine wanted me to watch this. So I will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you throw your pens at me. It's very dramatic. All right. The movie opens with a flashback of Hassan and his mother at the market buying mm. things from street vendors for their restaurant in Mumbai when he was a, co- a kid. His mother chases after a vendor of sea urchins and wants to buy them all, but there's lots of competition. And Hassan picks one up, smells it, savors the smell. And the man can see that he gets it. So he says, sold to the boy who knows. He tastes those wonderful sea urchin gonads. Yeah, I was like, can you eat those? Oh, the only edible part is the gonads. <laughs> yes, and here's the thing. No, I lost so all we're in. So some kid picks up one of my most sought after urchins, sniffs it, and tastes it. Mm-hmm. Fucking don't sample the merchandise before it's sold, kid. Also, the boy cannot afford to buy them, but yeah. his mother, I'm sure, is thrilled that they get What if his mom wasn't there? What if he was some urchin? He <laughs> urchin. Yeah. I do like... This kid actor is quite convincing, though. Mm-hmm. So then we see the grown-up Hassan talking to someone trying to get approval to move out of England and to Europe. And uh, somewhere in Europe, but they don't know where. He's a cook, taught by his mother... <clears throat> Who taught him how to taste more than she taught him how to cook. But his tongue taught him how to taste. (laughs) But then one night after um, a contentious election, the newly affected official was eating at the family restaurant and rioters burned it down and his mother died in the fire. Why was there a riot? (laughs) That didn't seem relevant at all. I don't know. Because there was a reason that they left people India. People were unhappy about the current 
political system. They wanted some gonads as well, and they were mad because they couldn't get any nads. I don't know. Seems pertinent. Somebody gets elected that everybody hates, and then they riot. Did I ever tell you that my high school hockey team was named the Nads? We used to yell, go, Nads! No. <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs> no. So they were granted asylum in London. Mm-hmm. And so did the, did the uh, op- opposing team say, stomp those Nads? <laughs> Oh, man. But it's not working out for them, and they want to explore Europe looking for the right place to open a new family restaurant. They're allowed to leave and go to Europe, and we don't know where they travel around in Europe. However, I will say at one point, the tomatoes he picks, that scenery is supposedly in Italy, even though they never mentioned that they went to Italy. (laughs) They do mention Switzerland and France. So we know nothing about riots. Well, where they are, <laughs> do you the really sea urchins. Need, is it really that important? Sea turtles. It's just if they went in depth about the political situation in Mumbai, this movie would have been a bit longer. And why? It would have been a different movie. It's not no, what this movie's about. but you would have been like. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking? Like, why right? is this movie so long? They didn't need to go all over that political situation <laughs> in Mumbai. They could have just given it five seconds. There was a fire. She died. They gone to a new country. Well, now they're in Europe. My first, my first thought was at the end of the movie. Sea urchins are going to come up again. <laughs> That's called foreshadowing for you writer types. <laughs> All right. So they drive around for days, and their brakes go out in southern France. They are going down a mountain, and they almost die. She'll be coming around. But uh, they end up going off the road into a little offshoot road, and the car stops, and they are helped by a woman named Marguerite who basically brings them to her house. And there was a dude in the car with her who doesn't say anything, hangs out in the back, and we never see him again. (laughs) They killed him. (laughs) No witnesses. They ate him. They They ate his gonads. (laughs) Oh, man. But she helps them get to the mechanic, and then she invites them over and gives them some tea and some food while they... Uh, wait for news from the mechanic. She brings him a plate full of like olives and stuff. It's I she brought them charcuterie. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's charcuterie. I'm now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, could I come over? It looked tonight? delicious. There was yeah. fruits, there was cheeses, there was fresh bread. Mm-hmm. I would happily eat that for every day for a week, I think. Right. When I went to Barcelona, that's pretty much what we had for lunch every day. We just went to the market, got some fresh bread, got some brie, got some fruit. Got some <laughs> I eat that a lot when I go to the um, Wegmans. <laughs> you don't know this because you're not home and by the time you get home it's all gone <laughs> it never saves me anything good I save you some bread there's always bread left over and there's usually but cheese in the fridge you just don't look and I don't tell you because I don't want you eating my cheese <laughs> but this family it's has nacho never cheese. had nacho cheese French anything French so they've never even had this French bread and they're like where did you buy this and she's like I made it Where's this oil from? That's the olives in Outback. (laughs) I think we see them as they're traveling. They keep tasting food and talking about food, and they're looking for a place where they can, like, the ingredients are very important to them. And I think Mm -hmm. that part of it, I've always thought, not that they were, you know, never had French food, but I just thought they were so impressed with the quality of the ingredients. Mm -hmm. And they were, excuse me, but... uh, it is delicious, mm-hmm. and Papa saw a restaurant where they were pushing the car, and he goes back there, and his son follows him, and he's like, it's perfect, it's perfect, it has a covered yard, it has, you know, it's everything we need, we're going to stay here, and his son's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, why would we do that? 
this seems like a spur of the moment decision and uh, they kind of explore around a little bit until a woman discovers them and tells them that they're trespassing. And Papa's like, uh, Is this your building? No, nope, then you're trespassing yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well. I know the owners and they told me to look after. They asked me to look after it for them. And I don't believe her. <laughs> I don't believe her either. Especially since her restaurant drove these the original owners out of business. Because mm-hmm. they see Although, her and they, th- and they think, She does bitch. live across the street and they are outside of town. So maybe you would say maybe. keep an eye on it. Because nobody else is going to notice if it's somebody. I don't know. I can't, Even when you put me out of business and on the street. I can't imagine she had a good relationship with those people. No. The way mm-hmm. she treats these people leads me yeah. to believe she did not like those people. Probably not. She mm-hmm. doesn't seem to like anyone in the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. That's not even her people That's like why. the people that work she for her she was on my short list for least favorite character it was a list of one <laughs> you didn't have two she's not uh, who i picked so she's not who i picked either no, spoilers it was early so mm-hmm. he's like how much is it and she's like Ah, it's gonna be too much for you because you asked for. I heard you asked for a discount at the hotel, and he's like, just because I asked for a discount doesn't mean I'm poor. And I gotta be on his side for this one. (laughs) And they cannot possibly be poor, (laughs) just based on like they bought a restaurant in you know in the French countryside, and they did all those repairs and they bought all that stuff. They cannot Mm -hmm. possibly be poor. They had a multi-generational very successful restaurant in india i know they're probably pretty well off so he's like look i want to make an offer and all of his kids are like no papa this is a bad idea because that restaurant across the street is in the michelin the best restaurant for 50 miles in any direction the president of france eats there you're not going to get a successful restaurant across the street (laughs) it's got a michelin star and he's like, who cares? <laughs> Can the president order tandoori goat at that restaurant? And they're like, no, but he doesn't want to. <laughs> That's because he's never tasted tandoori goat. He I might have, want to. I've never had tandoori goat either, and i got to say, I'm interested. Have I you have, ever had Indian food? Yes. I have not. There's I have. a place right around the corner here. Is it good? Tony's yeah. afraid that it's going to be too spicy. It's not spicy, though. But yes. you... <laughs> look. Well, because but they, they say, do you want it regular, hot, or Indian hot? I'm like, what's Indian hot? And he goes, do you like really spicy food? I'm like, I like it spicy. He goes, do you like really spicy food? (laughs) I said, not really spicy food. And he goes, and you don't want Indian hot. Mm. If you don't know what Indian hot is, you probably don't ever want Indian hot. So I got, was like, you know what? I'm not messing with with this. I'm just going to get regular and we'll go up from there. (laughs) That sounds like a good idea. Was regular still spicy? Regular was a good amount of spice. (laughs) But they understand that they're cooking for a non-Indian palate. So they, they, you know, I've had goat though. It's good. Well, we should all go to the Indian. Never tried it. Let's go. Maybe after this. Pause it. Yeah. Maybe after we're done with the Mm. podcast. That was good. Where's Tony? (laughs) He's drinking lots of milk. Yeah, Yeah, I really can't because my gallbladder got taken out. You may not want to try Indian food. I didn't know that everything they made was spicy. No, not everything everything they made. They have a lot of stuff that's not spicy. So okay. Not and spicy right. means different things. Spicy doesn't necessarily mean hot. It just could mean hot. When you say put- spicy, it means hot. They yes. have a lot of food that's flavorful. That's not yes. hot at all. Okay. But, yeah, they're not all the spices are hot. Mm-hmm. But don't order Indian hot. Just no. No, no Tony wouldn't try. I'm afraid to. <laughs> Regular is where we would stay. And you can ask them. You could be like, look, I can't 
I would love to try the food. I want to experience it, but I can't eat anything real spicy because I don't have a gallbladder. Didn't so what there? would you recommend? Didn't we go there once? And you got mad because they knew me? Uh, <laughs> I said, how that often do like you come here? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, like, hey! <laughs> because <laughs> I wanted to go there for uh, a long time. Never been here before. And then and this is what happens. I want to go someplace. And he won't go with me, and he won't go oh, with me, Kevin. and we finally go, and then they know him, and I'm like, how often are you here? And he's like, not that often, but they know you. <laughs> I'm one of those, I'm very friendly. It's like when Tony and I started dating, and I'd be like, well, we could go here for dinner. Oh, I had that for lunch. Well, I like it, and you knew you were going to hang out with me, so don't eat it for lunch. <laughs> I go to the Mexican place, the guy always comes over and say hi, Omar. Yeah. I know. Anyway, Papa buys the restaurant, and they move in. So across the street at the fancy restaurant, which Marguerite works at, and it's run by Madame Mallory, the woman who talked to them earlier. And uh, as they begin for the day, she shows them a piece of overcooked asparagus that they <clears throat> served last night. You're kind of flaccid. This is not to their standards. Also not to their standards is the new restaurant across the street, something ethnic, probably fast food. And it'll probably only be around for eight months or so. Now when you say ethnic, isn't French food ethnic too? Not to the French. <laughs> Fair enough. It's ethnic to us. Yeah. Like when you say, well, that's ethnic food. Everything's ethnic food. <laughs> Marguerite is sent to the market where she runs into Hassan, and he finds out that she is a sous chef at the fancy restaurant across the street. And uh, he... Oops. I don't know what I wrote there. Makes bedroom eyes on her? Because yeah, he, he likes oh. her. Oh, no, that Madame Mallory yeah, wants a second Michelin star. That she's never happy. She hates everything. And she only cares about getting the second Michelin star. She needs to get out more. Because he's like, she goes, she has one. She wants two. He's like, children? <laughs> she's like, no, stars. Children would just get in the way. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I found a book about the stars, the Michelin stars in the kitchen. And she's like, that's the Bible. But he is interested in learning about French food and asks if she could recommend a book. She's like, nope. She's like, you're the enemy now. And he's like, well, see you on the battlefield. But they have like a... It's playful. It's playful, yeah. They're, they're not mean to each other in any way, shape, or form. Like, you, right here, you're like, oh, these guys are going to bone at some point. <laughs> they like each other. Uh-huh. Their timers went off. <laughs> yes. But we didn't hear it because they were too busy pushing their um, breakless van. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they're going to have a bunch of meat cutes all throughout this movie, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe eat cutes. Mm. But it's a well it's a subtle romance. It's not overwhelming. It's mm-hmm. just yeah, nice. It's not what the movie is about. It just happens to happen in so, the movie. I like those kind of B plots where it's just a very subtle addition. Because whenever there's a man and a woman and they're ever talking, they got a bone because it's a movie. All Except right, entrapment. Except but entrapment. You, she but you don't think men and women can be friends. <laughs> also true. So then why can't why would you want movies to be different than real life? Storyline. <laughs> it's a conundrum. All right. So then we get a cleaning slash fixing up the restaurant montage, and then trying to drum up business for their grand opening. And Hassan discovers that Marguerite ha- did leave him some books on French cooking, and he and begins to read them. Yeah. Madame Mallory pops in to ask them to turn the music down as they're fixing up the restaurant. And they're like, oh, did you get the invitation to the grand opening? And she's like, yeah, but Saturdays, 
are busy. I'm not coming to you. But I'll take a menu. And Hassan's like, sure, I'll give you a menu, thinking she's going to come back and have lunch one day or something. I'm thinking she's going to do something with that menu. Why else would she ask for one? <clears throat> well, these are good people. And they assume that while she may be hoity-toity, she's also a good person. Well, she's also bitchy-witchy. Yes, but they don't realize that yet. That's true. They And Hassan is... A nice person, if a little naive. His dad doesn't want to give the menu. No. He's like, it's because, okay, it's okay. <laughs> well, if you got to think, like, this man saw his wife die in a fire. <laughs> like, he's a little bit more reserved. The with his... mm, he's jaded. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, they he gives her the thing. She tells him, um, oh, wait, hold on. <clears throat> Let me find the spot. She suggests that if their food is anything like their music, they should turn it down. And then the day before their opening, Papa gives Hassan a box of spices from their old restaurant that he thought were lost in the fire. And he says, Mama wants you to have them. Because he talks to Mama. Mm-hmm. If you died, I would talk to you constantly. Oh, that's She sweet. talks back. She said, breaks break for a reason. This is where mm-hmm. you're supposed to live. <laughs> if you died, I'd open up a restaurant. Really? <laughs> would you? No. Would you call it puzzles? No, that's a bar name. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, man. So the day of the opening, they go to the market and discover that Madame Mallory has purchased all the seafood and mushrooms. Because she went and looked at the menu and bought everything on the menu. And they end up driving 50 kilometers to get the ingredients they need, and then they have to rush to cook everything. Because they're going to, all the ice melted. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to be ready to open. Um, And Papa's like, oh, so it's warm. (laughs) Although they didn't need to rush to open because no one comes. Boy, didn't see that coming. Papa heads outside and starts dragging people in. Well, they say, Papa, it's not like in Mumbai where you grab people off the street. But he... He's like, hold my tent door and go. He goes up there. He goes to his room and he takes off his Because he was wearing a suit and then he gets full... And he puts on... I don't know what that's called. I don't know what the men's... Like full Indian garb. I don't know what it's called. And then he goes and he, he sees a woman and and a husband walking their dog and he starts talking to him and he picks up their dog and kidnaps it and drives to get them something to eat and drags them in and you then he just does it over and over and drags that would people work on off me. The, yeah if they stole your dog no not to stole my dog if i was walking by he's like hey if a guy picked up chael i'd be like i'm, I'm, I'm interested let's see what this guy's got going on and somebody said come into my restaurant i'll feed your dog too we probably yeah. would because most restaurants are like, he has to be outside, we'll give him some water. Yeah. <laughs> but if he scene. came outside to greet us and we were walking by, and he's like, then, come eat in our restaurant, but yeah, sure. Yeah. And he makes his kids help, and he dresses up Mahira. Mahira? And she's, she's, gor- she's gorgeous, by the way. Mm-hmm. But very pretty girl. It does, very, very they're like, smile. Like, smile, you have good teeth. <laughs> And she does, and a guy crashes his bike. Yeah. And then they just carry him in. <laughs> and no, he says, oh, "We're gonna give you some blah 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 blah. It's got healing power. Got medicine in it. <laughs> oh man. So they they keep flipping back and forth between now that there's people in both restaurants, the loud family style eating at the Indian restaurant versus the quiet tiny portions at the French restaurant. Yeah, and, and every time they there. open the door and the music is so loud. <laughs> yeah. I love it. 
Because I can go to the Indian place, but that hoity-toity place? No, I ain't. I, and I said I would love to eat at both restaurants. I don't want to go to the I French. I would try both. Yeah, they have. I'm not ordering whatever that was with the tiny the slices of zucchini <laughs> or whatever on a plate. It's like, it's like, oh, they have frog's legs and escargot. I'm like, I don't want either one of those. No. But they also have that beef burgundy, the stew. Beef mm. bourguignon. <laughs> yeah, which probably costs money, money. Oh, probably. I can go over to any I place. I mean, I'm not ordering that, but I'm saying there's got to be something on the menu I'll want. <laughs> try it once. They seem to cook with a lot of mushrooms. I love mushrooms. I'd rather <laughs> go to the Indian place. I'd like to go both. <laughs> I'd like to try all kinds of food. We don't have a French restaurant here, but we have Indian. We? There's a French restaurant, I think. I'm sure there is. <laughs> there's somewhere. There's, there's fancy, I just don't look for them because French food. There are fancy restaurants in our area. The whole time mm-hmm. I was we growing a, up, there was one on Great Neck. There's probably still near there. the boulevard. I'm yeah. sure there's fancy restaurants in here that we don't really know about. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> like that. What is that restaurant by Willis Furniture? It looked exclusive. We're gonna go. <laughs> What's it called? I can't remember. You're I terrible. Know. Well, I know I can look it up. I'm gonna find out, and we're gonna go there. We were shopping for a couch, and I said we should go to Willis Furniture because I see the commercials all the time, mm-hmm. and really comfortable chairs in there. Man, it's fancy. In there. <laughs> Zero gravity chairs. It looks Ooh. fancy in there. I have never. They gone have in there. nice furniture. It's, it's like, really big. This it's huge. It's way bigger than we thought. But they like if this you're gonna spend more than furniture. if you're gonna spend more than a thousand dollars on a couch and you want one that's gonna last more than three years, like that's where you go. Mm-hmm. That's. Not true, but, but the, okay. I but we also went to a bunch of other furniture stores, and we are not going to buy from them. <laughs> because so this isn't a commercial. For them. No, because those other places I'm not going to mention. Wow, it's like wow, this furniture is really cheap and super expensive. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like is this plastic? What the fuck yeah, is this? Yeah, I, I noticed that when we when we yeah, furniture shopping, costs like, a lot of money. It doesn't seem like it's worth it. And, <laughs> and the worst part was like, yeah, it's we'll not. get this for you in 16 weeks. I'm like, I'm sorry, four months for a couch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to go hunt down the couch in the wild and try it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the factories are making to order, and that's why it takes so long. Maybe uh-huh. right now. Yes, but like honestly. The Willis furniture, the couch that we liked at the Willis furniture, was probably twice as much as the couch that we liked at the Haverty's, and was a way better fucking couch. We did not buy any couch yet; we're still on the market. But in the grand scheme, it wasn't that much more expensive. Going back but it was way fucking nicer. You're What's gonna wrong get, with your couch? The you don't mind me asking. Sorry, listener. <laughs> um, so it's that really cheap leather, and it's starting to cut, flake off. Uh, and like when John sits on the couch and he gets up, he has little white dots stuck to the uh, back of his head. Okay. Yeah, that's no point. Well, also... Um, and the ottomans ripped from where Cross used to sit there and play video games all the time. And hit it repeatedly so, so he gets mad. We're thinking we want to go with a small couch This is also not how they do the podcast or Indian food. Okay. The same thing happened to that Chase... That I love. Yeah. yeah. They had a massage chair in the Haverty's. Let me tell you something, brother. You get in this chair. Mm-hmm. I hope and you love those, chair talk. Like, you know those massage <laughs> chairs chair. in the mall? It's like that. And the whole thing just rubs your body. The so I'm sitting this thing getting a massage. And she's like, I love this table. She sends me a text. Though. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to go. <laughs> it was like $3,500. For wow. the massage chair? For a massage chair. Yeah. I miss a lot of you uh, servos and shit going on. You remember, um, what was that movie? Uh, Crazy Stupid Love? One of those. You know what? And I would use it more than twice. I believe it is the second season of News Radio. They get a massage chair <laughs> in Phil's designated smoking area. All right, let's get back to this movie here. <laughs> All right. So the next day, Madame Mallory complains to the mayor about the noise from the Indian restaurant. She wants to make her complaint official. And the mayor's like, let me give you a little advice, though. These people are not French. They are different. <clears throat> and there are people in the town that are saying 
horrible things and you just be careful that you're not seen to be as sympathizing with those people. And she's like, I'm not seen as being in sympathy with anyone. (laughs) When you think about what happens later, I think she is. I think so, too. (laughs) The weird subplot with the mayor, though, is that his secretary or his wife questions. But he obviously loves food and is always eating. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I don't need this weird subplot that keeps happening. (laughs) That's how long was this movie? They could have turned two it hours that. and two minutes. They could have turned off that two minutes if they stopped showing his wife nagging about how the much only, food he eats. Well, we'll get to it. I liked one part, one time that happened. I liked it, but the rest of them, I don't, yeah. So Hassan tries to fish, but isn't catching anything. He sees Mar- Marguerite, and and it's just amazing that in all of France where he's fishing, who's coming by on a bike? Oh, and she's all. Oh, well, if the bike path runs near the river. Uh huh. And she likes to go out there to pick fruits and mushrooms and things. She forages for food. Mm -hmm. Currants, mushrooms, asparagus probably. (laughs) So she's like, you should probably use smaller hooks for this kind of perch and worms as bait instead of bread. And he's like, I thought you weren't supposed to help me. And she's like, maybe I am deliberately deceiving you. I'm thinking maybe they should just bone down and get over. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay for people to flirt, though. Not everybody has to have sex within three minutes of meeting someone they're attracted to. All right, I'm going to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to, you said? Don't have to. It's optional. News to me. Oops. (laughs) Tony's been doing it wrong. Oh, man. So uh, he rides his bike after her and asks how he he can soften up the sweet corn they sell at the market. And she's she's like, I don't know. And then he's like, really, you don't know? And she's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) She tells him. And then he's like, how do you know about all this stuff? And she says, first, you have to master the five basic sauces. And then you can move on to other, you know, facets of French cooking. But if you don't know those five basic sauces, then you're not going to get anywhere. And what are the five basic sauces? They are. I thought I wrote them down, but I don't see them. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, some, some. Uh, Hollandaise, uh-huh. bachamel, uh-huh. that's all I got. Tomato, <laughs> tomato, velouté, and espagnole. Oh. Spanish? I don't know what they are. I know what Hollandaise is yeah. because it's delicious <laughs> on eggs. And tomato is kind of a broad oh. thing. <laughs> Whenever we go out to breakfast, I always get uh, the. Eggs Benedict. My brain just went bloop because I'm not making that at home, but I will eat it out. (laughs) I always get the eggs Benedict because I love me some eggs Benedict. I don't always get eggs Benedict. Sometimes I get biscuits and gravy. And there's uh, (laughs) if we go, there's a couple different places we go to where I'll order something different. But I always get the uh, corned beef hash. Ooh, Mm. corned beef hash. When we go to um, the egg bistro because. They make fresh hash. You need nice. to go to Liz's oh. kitchen for the corned beef hash. Best corned beef hash I've ever had. They also have the really good grits. We don't go there because they don't serve alcohol with their breakfast. You know why they don't need to? Because the breakfast is so good. Well, I only eat places for breakfast that also serve orange juice and champagne. <laughs> Bring some champagne with you. I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> mm. Only if you get caught. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the rules are about bringing your own alcohol into a restaurant. I'm sure you can't yeah, do it. <laughs> Not in this state, at least. No. The owner of the restaurant, club I don't think will care. Mm-hmm. All right. So Very nice man. Sits in the corner. You'll know it's him because he's always sitting there and reading a paper. You could take me to Lizzie's kitchen. Ain't nobody stopping you. It's really far away from here. 
All right. Well, he's like, are those sauces in the books? And she's like, yeah, but you have to master them in your heart first and then bring them to your pots. And I'm thinking, what a crock of shit. (laughs) Yeah, but if you really love food. And he, they've talked about how food, oh no, they talk about it later. Food is memories and Mm. there's a lot of meanings to cooking for them. Mm. So he studies the five sauces and makes them with some veal for her to try. She tries everything and they then go tells on a picnic. Him, yeah. Well, he he makes a picnic and she rides by, <laughs> and he's like, "Come here, I this made is, you a picnic." This is a bit stalkery. He's like, "I've been sitting here for three days waiting for you." <laughs> His sauces would not be good. That he really true. couldn't have been there more than fifteen minutes. Yeah, because they're not, especially holidays. That's why I wouldn't. Yeah, so I've been, we'll make it I've been stalking you for three days, and I know your route. So I knew exactly what I had to be here. It's more like it. That's worse. Or maybe he fishes there regularly and she always rides by at the same well, time. Well, I mean, he knows, where, he knows where she lives. He's been to her home. He knows where she works. It's right across the street right from across where he lives. The <laughs> so, Not a lot of location shots in this movie. This is probably her route, her route home. Yeah. Okay, hey, whatever. So uh, she tries everything, and she tells them that Madame Mallory doesn't interview chefs. If they want to work at the restaurant, then she has them make her an omelet. She takes one bite, and she decides, yes or no. Do they have it? Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, you have it. And then he catches a fish. It's very ah. exciting. And he's like, <laughs> dinner. And then he makes, they show that same fish with some spices. Yep, and the mayor is eating it. (laughs) And uh, the mayor loves the fish. And he's like, all right, here's the thing. Y'all got to turn the music down or the town can shut your restaurant down. And he also tells them that Madame Mallory is very stubborn and all she cares about is the restaurant. And since her husband died, she keeps the restaurant. That's her whole life. War. And uh, And you can see that Papa has some sympathy for that because he also lost his spouse. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe if she wasn't such a bitch, <laughs> that could have mended their fence right there. Maybe. But he's like, you tell her I'll turn the music down, but then I'm going to turn the heat up. And then Madame Mallory has an official eating in her restaurant. Oh, an official, like a government official. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> the it's the president or whatever. An official eating, because they've and been doing it like. It's like the chance. I don't know. The, it's, someone, it's someone very fancy. Yeah. And he always orders pigeon with truffles. He, that's what they always serve him. I don't want that either. She goes I to the market, that. and there's no pigeons. They're all sold out. Turns out Papa bribed one of her porters and got the recipe that she needs and bought all the pigeons, which they don't make at the Indian restaurant. So all the kids are like, what is wrong yeah. with you? you just, Papa's got a brand new bag. We have to throw away all these pigeons. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't throw them away. They're they probably cooked with them. All right, these seem like the kind of people like, we don't have pigeon on the Indian menu. We do now. <laughs> Today's special? Pigeons. <laughs> Tomorrow's special? Pigeons. And also, <laughs> let's, let's be real here. I'm sure they made pigeon. Yeah. Although Hassan is clearly the chef and the one with the innovation and the ideas, they're all pretty good cooks, yeah. and I'm sure they have a recipe for chicken, and they just substituted the yeah. pigeon for the chicken mm-hmm. or something like that. Or maybe I'm sure they didn't throw it away. Yeah. Or maybe they made Hassan turn it into something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this and is he his, could. He's Hassan. <laughs> I mean, clearly well, he's not Hassan yet. <laughs> clearly, he cooked some of them. Well, he he's like, this is a, why did you do this? This is terrible. And he's like, she did it to us. We do it to her. It's war. 
So he... Because that always works. He makes the pigeon with truffles, and he takes it across the street, and he's like, I'm sorry for my father's behavior. I made this for you. And she tries the sauce and then throws it out. Mm. It's mm-hmm. so heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, it's, this it's is the fun. moment when he stopped being sweet, naive. <laughs> Even though I can't believe someone whose restaurant was burned down and his mother died would be this naive. But he just really, like, the spirit of peace really left him in this moment. You could see how angry he was that she fucking and, did that. And I remember thinking, wow, she's going to go, like, turn the corner and be like, that was really good. Yeah. That's Which she does. Which she does. <laughs> this movie's not exactly shocking. <laughs> So uh, we then Definitely we get wasn't an M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> then we get a War of the Restaurants montage. The mayor is exhausted by them constantly complaining about one another. And Pierre, one of the chefs at the fancy restaurant, hates the Indian restaurant and is really pissed that they're going to stay open on Bastille Day. He's like, the smell of curry is everywhere. Why are they staying open on our Bastille Day? So then the night of Bastille Day, after work, Hassan, well, he's like picking the mushrooms, and she goes to pick the mushrooms and scares the crap out of this, you know, she's like, who is in the woods? Marguerite. (laughs) And runs uh, into Marguerite as they're picking, I guess it's nighttime. Because it's been five minutes since they had a little meat cute. Yeah. And the seps, I looked it up, they're porcini mushrooms. And I don't know, maybe it's better to pick mushrooms at night. But later on, they're picking them during the day. So I don't know. They maybe just like they to just pick the mushrooms. Like, maybe they couldn't them. sleep. They were all hopped up on all those Bastille fumes. <laughs> the mushrooms, the mushrooms germinate at night normally. So they, it's, if you could, you could come to a place, they're not there. Come back at night and they're there. Uh, they, they pop up. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Thank you for that mushroom <laughs> factoid. And, you are a fun uh, guy. Hey. That she's impressed by the ones he's found, what and there's a leaf in his hair, and there's something on her face, and they kiss, and then Hello. she's like, "I don't think this is a good idea, because we're we do the same job at rival restaurants, and we have we're busy all the time, we work weird hours. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think chefs should be with chefs." And then he's like, "You think I'm a chef?" And she says, "I think you're more a chef than anyone I've ever known. You're the chefiest chef I've ever chef." <laughs> So then when he rides his bike back home, there is graffiti on the wall out front. No, well, first of all, when Madame goes to bed, she looks out the window and she sees there's people outside on the street, the, the um, restaurant. restaurant. And so she sees them and then she decides to close the curtains instead of seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. But I don't, and I'm sure that she suspected they were going to vandalize it somehow. That she was okay with it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so then he sees the vandalism. He goes inside just as the restaurant is firebombed. There was some Molotov cocktails <laughs> I, or champagne cocktails. Is that what you call it in France? But they, <laughs> but it was some Molotov cocktails that these champagnes are, are patriots. <laughs> let me put some air quotes. It keeps going out. Yeah. And he is just right there as they're being thrown into the restaurant. He ends up getting... He tries to stop the fire, and he so lights his hands? his hands and his pants yeah. on fire. He lights his hands on fire. maybe some of the accelerant got on his hands, because the fire would not go out. He <laughs> well, this is a movie, and, and he, that was for dramatic effect. And, and he had no way to put his hands out, 
Oh, good. There was water right there. Went <laughs> Look, you know what? I know we're all taught to stop, drop, and roll. Exactly. But if you're actually on fire, will your brain remember? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's first grade of her. Well, that's all but they that's say. That's in America. Maybe first grade in India, they don't teach stop, drop, and roll. Do they still teach stop, drop, and roll? I don't know. I'm sorry. I teach special ed. If I try to teach top, stop, drop, and roll, they're not going to get it. The, yep. the kids at the level that I teach. Yes, they would because rolling is fun. When we do like tornado drills where everybody's supposed to go in the hallway and tuck their head, we're just in the hallway laying down with toys. <laughs> we're in the hallway, but that's as far as it's going. <laughs> All right, so Hassan's hands on fire. He manages to put them out in a pot. But the commotion awakens his father and his brother yeah, and he's his yelling at and them. Because his whole family lives yes. in yeah. this restaurant that is now on fire. They this is the second fire, fire they've experienced. In so like those three little kids are probably very traumatized. <laughs> and they all hate fire. Yeah. Uh, but they manage to put the fire Yeah, they out. cook every day. <laughs> but and his hands are very burned. Yeah. Not very burned. He's fine. He puts when, mittens on. He's okay. When Madame Mallory sees the aftermath, she has the team called in. And then she asks them once they're all there, and presumably it's pretty early in the morning. Excuse me. Maybe even still night. I'm not sure. She looks like <laughs> she's still in her pajamas. So she's like, do any of you know the words to the Marseillaise, the, the national anthem of France? And she specifically asks Pierre. Of course he knows the words because it's the national anthem. And she says the words, uh, she starts it, and then says them in English, and then he keeps going, and then she's like, in English for everyone. Which, from what I understand, in restaurants like this, not all the chefs speak French, so they speak, I mean, they might. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's they not might. unusual for English to be the language that you speak at work, if not Well, everybody. if it's a Michelin star, they're probably recruiting people yeah. from all over the place. And there's lots of chefs in training, and chefs that they've recruited to try to get another star, and so there's people from all over the place. So she's like, in English, so everyone can understand. And the song is rather brutal. And she and she's like, so that is what it means to be French. And he's like, of course. And she's like, but there's other ways to be French. Liberty, equality, fraternity. And she, he's like, why are you talking just to me? And she's like, because you know who started the fire. And he's uh, like, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. <laughs> and he's like, you would surrender to the infidels? And she's like, you're a chef. I don't pay you to burn things. You can take your knives and leave. Ouch. Which was mm-hmm. the, the line from that cooking show. Mm-hmm. Pack your knives and go. <laughs> so across the street, Hassan continues to read the books. And his sister is like... I think we should get rid of these books. The people here hate us. I don't really think this is going to work out. And he's like, nope, this is where we live now. And it's good food. It's just different from what we do. So I still want to learn about it. It's food. It's good food. He's, he wants to learn. He's involved in, he's a chef. He wants to learn new techniques. No matter where they were, he probably wants to learn. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, you know what they say, if you can't beat them, join them. So... She's like, I don't know what you mean. But <laughs> then the next, I mean, I guess after this meeting, Madame Mallory goes outside and starts scrubbing the graffiti off the wall. Papa sees her and gives her his own. He's like, you know, I can clean my own wall. And she's like, it's actually not your wall. It's the town or the villager's wall. <laughs> she says, ask the mayor because I had a clever plan to have it raised to block out the site. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
And so then Hassan comes out after Papa leaves, and he's like, I would like to make you an omelet if you're interested, but I will need your help. Because Papa also, are... it's pouring ass rain, and he gives her the umbrella. Yeah. umbrella. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, that's pretty cool. Because she's like, the, the war is over with the firebombing. She's yeah, like, it's too far. She tells Pierre, tell your friends you have ended a war. You have brought peace. Yeah. <laughs> so then Hassan guides her through making his omelet. And she follows his instructions, even though regularly she looks at him like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Makes her put way more chili in there than she would. (laughs) And then she tries it, and it's delicious. And she's like... Didn't see that coming either. (laughs) She's like, you have it. Your pigeon had it too. And he's like, oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Arrogance. She's like, what will Papa say? And Papa says, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. And uh, Hassan tries to talk him into it. Mama would want this for me. It's only for six months. And Papa starts yelling at Madame Mallory across the street. He's like, do you hear me up there? (laughs) She's like, I'll report you for noise. He's like, I'll report you for child abduction. (laughs) He's not a child. (laughs) No, but. That's his child. It is a big deal. This is your son who wants, who is probably your head chef. Uh-huh. Who wants to go work for the restaurant across the street? <laughs> yeah, Bad and uh, he's like, um, it, French cannot be Indian, and Indian cannot be French. And she says, "I believe I spent all day scrubbing those words off your wall." Hmm. And then she goes and sits in their restaurant to wait for Hassan, who rode away on his bike while they were arguing with each other in the street. <laughs> and she's just gonna wait for him to come back. And he has gone to see Marguerite and tell her the good news that he made her an omelet and she loved it and he's going to start working at the restaurant. And she is not happy for him. No. <laughs> she's now mad. She's, like she's told yeah. him <clears throat> how hard it is for her to, and that her dream is to work her way up to chef de cuisine. <laughs> and now, he's and like, she knows nice he's... A, I'll take it. She, he, knows he, she knows she knows he's, he's excellent. He's yeah. better. He mastered the five sauces from a fucking book, which she, which is, I unheard of. It's not unheard of. It's how people learn. Most pe- home chefs learn now. If you want to cook fancy food, you figure it out. But like this is, a, it's impressive. Fast and he and he was good. And this is and she's he thought very she threatened. was going to react, you know, positively. And it seems we clearly see that Marguerite is the Madame's favorite. Mm-hmm. She, and now she knows that she's never going to get where she wants to be because Hassan is automatically going to, and she's mm-hmm. like, where, where are you going to start? And he's like, oh, at the bottom. And she says, and work your way up. And he says, yes. And she's like, that won't take long. <laughs> she knows. And she's like, were you using me just for information to further your career? Because if I hadn't told you about the omelet thing, have you just been planning your omelet recipe ever since I told you about the omelet thing? He's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not using you, but yeah. And he's like, are you mad? And she's like, no. How could you not? You're just smart. That's all. (laughs) Which she is mad. So he's not that smart. And she's like, I loaned you those books. And he's like, I thought those were a gift. And she's like, no, you can give them back when you're done with them. uh, That was some cold-blooded shit to say to him. So, it's a hell of a thing for you to say to me. Madame Mallory falls asleep waiting for Hassan, and Papa goes to talk to her, and she's like, look, he's, I want him to work in my restaurant. He's like, you just want another star. And she's like, I'm not going to lie, of course I want another star. But I will, prov- I will give him a stepping stone to the world, and he deserves it, and you know he does. 
and then they start to negotiate. How much are you going to pay him a week? 200 plus food. Now, you would not have slept in this cold restaurant all night in this hard chair if he was only worth 200. 600 a week. And she's like, that's ridiculous. And so then eventually they get to 320 a week for the first three months plus food. And after three months, 350. And that's when Hassan gets home and says, it's a deal. <laughs> and he's like, God, do I get a vote? <laughs> Papa loves it to is me. bargain. But he's like, you ruined the game. <laughs> so then we see Hassan start work at the restaurant. And he struggles a little bit. He's nervous. Yeah, he struggles for all of like 15 seconds. He's doing all right. <laughs> I mean, and he start. He seems to start right away when he still has potholder hands. Yeah, he goes, he moves well, over there while he's got potholder hands. But then when we see him start. Yeah, he's got regular hands. So it really makes you wonder. Well, I imagine he has to, he has to sit around and watch to see how, yeah. the, how the kitchen runs. Oh. While his hands heal. Yeah. <laughs> Not his fault. It is. So, uh. Then at some point, he's like, screw this, I'm getting my spices. So he goes across the street and gets some spices, and he starts adding them to the dishes. And she's like, um, why would why would you change? Well, that doesn't happen yet. Um, but he, he starts adding his own flair to the food. And then it's time for the minister to come, and Hassan is put in charge of making the pigeon with truffles by himself. And Marguerite doesn't like that either. <laughs> no, she's very upset. One would say jealous. Yep. Papa sees Madame Mallory outside, and he's like, how is Hassan doing? And she's like, why don't you come over and find out? And he's like, I don't know if I could afford to eat in your exorbitantly priced food. And she's like, of course it would be on the house. And he's like, is he as good as I think? And she's like, better. <laughs> so Papa comes, and that's when they have the beef. Beef bourguignon. Yeah. Which... Is one of the most difficult and time-consuming French foods or French dishes to make. I know this because I've watched Julia and Julia, <laughs> or Julie and Julia, about fifty times because I love that movie and it's one of the hardest recipes in um, in the book. Yeah. Well, you can make a beef stroganoff in about five minutes and it's delicious. Mm. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. Well, especially with hamburger helper. Yeah. Yeah. Like beef bourguignon is one of those things that cooks all night. Or like, oh wow. Well, Madame Mallory says, it is a very classic French dish with the twist. It is Hassan, that the twist is all him. He he gives some to his younger sister <coughs> brother, and they spit it out because there's wine in the sauce. <laughs> like, this is gross. But Papa likes it. It is good. Like, a lot of those hoity-toity meals are disgusting. Are they? They are. How many have you eaten? Two. <laughs> yeah? Really? When? When? I don't want to talk about it. You're when did you eat at a fancy restaurant? My, my attorney has told me not to answer oh, these he questions. Wasn't there. <laughs> when have you eaten at a fancy restaurant? I had escargot. It was gross, gross, gross. When you were overseas? Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was in France. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. So the next Bastille Day, everyone is outside. Do you know what that is, by the way? Escargot? It's snails. Snails. It's disgusting. Why is it disgusting? Do you ever had snails? Um, no. Okay. Next time that slug gets to our porch again, maybe I'll cook him up. You gotta put a shell on it first. (laughs) I mean, they're very much the same. I know, but you, I hate slugs. Exactly. (laughs) Oh man, the slug that's like terrorizing us. It's dead. It's like three inches long. It's dead. 
Uh, there's more than one because Cross has killed it like twice. What you do is put salt around them. What? But that hurts them. I don't give a fuck. Well, you're it's killing just them. A, I'm not killing them. It's Is just a bug. Yes. Well, then they're dying. <laughs> but when, they don't care. when I find them on the porch, I get a pancake flipper and scoop them up and uh, move them to a different I, part of the yard. When, when I, I find, find them, them on the porch, salt on them. I move. <laughs> they're just they're just an insect. Yeah, it is. It's outside. <laughs> is this the one insect that Tony will kill? Because yes. there's a bug in the house. No, I don't he kill catches them, it and I puts it outside. Yeah, he still won't kill them. Are, you just get some salt and you pour it on them and they it's curl up. Cruel. And then, uh, you make fuck them. You make a maze. What you, you do is you start. Are you killing ants with a magnifying glass too? No, you start at the tail and you burn a little bit. You say, "Get out of here," and you tell your friends. Okay. So, <laughs> hang up all the dead slugs in the front of the yard so they know better. So the next Bastille day, everyone is outside for the fireworks, and Madame Mallory brings over some appetizers for the Indian family across the street, and they each take one, except for the older brother who takes like six. Yeah. <laughs> who point, came up with a fucking plate? Where did you get the plate from? I wonder if it's Bastille day again. It is. Because yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the marker of time. Is Anytime Bastille there's day. fireworks, it's Bastille Day. <laughs> and, uh, and Papa goes to choose one, and she's like, oh, let me pick one for you. And she feeds it to him. Yeah, she does. And Mahira is like, uh, you know, Papa, I hear that she likes to go dancing, and I know that you like to go dancing. <laughs> Maybe you should ask her to go dancing. <laughs> and he's like, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> And uh, it is, so then they find out whether they got the, a second Michelin star. And Papa waits with Madame Mallory in her restaurant. And he's like, how long have you been, she has a bottle of champagne on ice. He's like, how long have you been waiting to open this bottle? And she's like, well, we got the first star 30 years ago. <laughs> so 30 years. And he's like, well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you deserve to, eat, to, to taste this champagne. So he opens it. And I'm they like, fight and over now the it. phone rings. And then the phone rings. Yeah. <laughs> because this movie is so predictable. But they it doesn't it. make it bad. Their second star. Toi. Now they are two. Trois. Trois. Trois is three, man. Oh, yeah. Do. Do. It's a do. Do it. So they open the champagne, and they are elated, and then Marguerite comes out. Hassan comes out from the Indian <laughs> restaurant. German three. She comes out from the French restaurant. She holds up the number two. They got the second star. So then they hug, and he's like, we did it. And she's like, no, it's your star. It's not. And now you will go. <laughs> Now the and world knows like, about you. I don't understand. <laughs> she's like, she's like, thirty years we had one star. You come for one year. Now we have two. Everybody's gonna know. You yeah. got it. You are the chef that can bring down the stars. And I'm like, really? And uh, which I think, will start yeah, tomorrow. Really? What, if you try to win something for thirty years and you don't, when do you give up? <laughs> thirty years when I'm dead. Apparently, <laughs> okay. Do you play the lottery? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> and when are you going to give up? When I win. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but playing the lottery that... takes four seconds. This is like devoting your entire life you to this restaurant to try and win the star. This is your business. Right, but it's 30 years. It's like. But it's your business. What else are you going to do? It? Well, maybe well, you will. Honestly, you did. She did. did. No, she didn't. He did. She but, did, but, though. But, Tony, you got to think about it like this. Like, she really wants a second star. What is she doing to get that second star? Well, she's running her business. 
But right. if she gets a second star or not, it's irrelevant. She's still going to own a restaurant. She right, brought right. in a new chef. He changed some things, brought new life into the dishes, which those recipes belong to the restaurant. Like, it's not because he gets a new job and she stops putting, mm-hmm. you know. That's car going frog's legs. A little cardamom in her mm-hmm. beef bourguignon. But, like, he mm-hmm. brought new life to their dishes and she's still going to serve her food that way. The rest of them know how to cook that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that too. So, you know. Mood fly would go there. So, he leaves. He's Pick off to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> and Hassan still wants to learn more about different ways of cooking. So Hassan's he gets a bunch of job offers and he picks one. Hassan's secret ingredient? Butt fluff. <laughs> Butt fluff. Oh, man. That is no one's secret ingredient. <laughs> On his way out of town, he stops to see Marguerite and return the books. And she's like, oh, you know those were a gift. <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, I can't I read them without hearing your voice. I just wanted an excuse to see you. Yeah. And he's like, what am I going to do? He, he's like, I'm glad that we broke down here. Maybe breaks do break for a reason. And what? And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, what am I going to do? And she's like, you're going to go. Yeah, he kind of he doesn't want to go. He wants to stay and be with Marguerite. And he's kind of looking for a reason not to go. And all she's she, like, no, go, because she's, she's like, a good person. All, also, all get out. I want to be chef was, cuisine. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's was, don't go. And, he, and she's like, no, now I'm number one. Yeah. <laughs> he loves But her. also, he needs to go. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't it's need to go. It's the best thing for him. Um, no, if he not, wants to make lots more money, he needs to go. You know what? Let's see how this works out. <laughs> because well, at this John's point I'm like really wrong. All right. but sometimes you have to go back. <laughs> but sometimes you have to go and try and only to realize where you want to be like all those people that we knew in the Navy that went overseas and realized they love living in Europe and then all those people that were like us that went overseas and realized we love living in America just <laughs> yeah, a little thing sometimes you need to go and experience something to realize that this isn't what I want yes but he went to Paris it's not really far away no but it's different than the countryside and he was living a much different lifestyle and people in Paris yeah. are rude like really rude I was in Paris <laughs> they're, they're mean well, he's in Paris. When you leave Paris, the French people are so nice. And Madame Mallory follows his progress by reading reviews of the restaurant that he works at. And, uh, and Marguerite reads them too. And he's using smoke. It's his secret ingredient. Mm-hmm. Every time you see him, he has smoke. He's waving it on. It's not necessarily smoke. It could be liquid nitrogen. Whatever, which is in form of smoke. This, the restaurant he works for practices ma- uh, magic. Molecular. You were say magic. <laughs> no, I was not. I was going to say mastectomy. Because I was, wow. because I was trying to wrong. say molecular gastronomy, which is the style of cooking. Nope. <laughs> for some reason, my brain said mastectomy. Because nope. they're all about innovation, innovation. That would be an innovation, all which right. I would eat at one of those restaurants because it would be interesting. Just to see. Just to try. Yeah, yeah. We had liquid nitrogen ice cream the other day it was really good i hadn't had yeah. it before there's a place at kemp's really river creamy. if y'all didn't know about it but i didn't know <laughs> there's they, a place in kemp's river that cooks oh. that kind of food oh we i mean it's go. just ice cream and, and italian ice and milkshakes but Ooh, i do love me an italian ice but, but they also flash freeze like everything with the nice <laughs> and it is it does make it extra creamy it's like dipping dots <laughs> dip dots. only better <laughs> 
All right. Those are expensive so, too. Yes, they are, and hard to find. They see that critics mention things about how dishes have been changed for the better with things like car- cam- blah, 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 cardamom, tamarind, coriander, tandoori, and they're like, <laughs> and uh, the critics love him. And Marguerite even sees a story about him on TV that he's which is ridiculous. <laughs> he's hot in the kitchen and hot with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Living that night nightlife of that super superstar chef, which is not a thing. Yeah. Well, you not know, a thing. Where do you think Emerald got the bam from? <laughs> yeah, but well, he's probably so exhausted he just goes home and goes to sleep. But. There's people, like, if you saw Emeril out on the street, or Guy Fieri, or, like, and I know a bunch of chefs because I like to watch cooking shows, and these are people that make a lot of money and have very fancy restaurants. Gordon Ramsay, there's another one. Yeah, but China. you wouldn't be like, oh, it's Gordon Ramsay. You'd be like, oh, my God, that's Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> like, isn't that the asshole yells at people? If you were a cook, you might, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but cook isn't running a, a home cook is... It, is not a cook fan is not running entertainment tonight because the people that watch that show don't give a fuck well the other thing is not to be I know know not to be shitty about it but he is an Indian person in Paris kicking ass so there's probably some interest in it you know same yeah. if it was like a Chinese guy and he's Italian but I can look see which amazing. always is gonna get yeah, which makes true. sense that he gets magazine articles yeah. written about him in that type of magazine yeah. and stuff like that but maybe a they were watching, story maybe they were watching the story. cooking channel and the cooking mm-hmm. channel has a news thing. Oh, I mean, and... You really needed something to or, talk about. I mean, it could have been the local news and they're just doing a res- their restaurant yeah. It was right segment. before Becky makes bread. But the way that they <laughs> show the shot, it looks like it's an entertainment yeah. kind of a yeah. show, which... Like, like it's... Or the, just or the major cook, news. It's just silly. Or the cook from Gremlins 2 where she makes everything in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> But John like, recently watched Gremlins He's too. been I at did. this restaurant for a year and transformed it, but is he going to stay? We also get lots of shots of Hassan drinking. Yep, yeah. I'll talk about that too. Okay. <laughs> I won't chop your flavor. Drinking. At one point, he has a whole bottle of wine to himself just sitting drinking. I was like, yeah. okay. We see him text Marguerite because he can't quite make uh, raw crepe ravioli. Sep. Oh, sep ravioli, not crepe ravioli. <laughs> Tastes as good as crepe when they ravioli. made it together. And she's like, it's the seps. The good ones grow here, not in Paris. So you don't have the right ingredients to make it because you're not here. Yeah. Matter Mallory shows Papa that Hassan is on the cover of Le Chef magazine. The title of the article is Hassan Kadam, the boy from the gutter, is going for his third star. And they're thrilled for him, but then Papa's like, what is a gutter? <laughs> and then he is offended. Well, it's offensive. <laughs> he's, it's because like, he's clearly not from the gutter. They have money. Yeah. She, yeah. She's like, well, it's the media. They twist things. And he's like, but he's not untwisting it. <laughs> I know. It's really, it is hurtful because they're just assuming because, because he's an he's immigrant he be, yeah. and in, that he's yeah. from the gutter. Yeah. But he it's is It's offensive. It's not offensive. But, to, uh... To, well, um... It's offensive. No, I was going to say it's not offensive to him for some reason, the, the Hassan. Maybe but it is to his dad. It might be working but, for him. Like, oh, he's getting all this attention because his dad's like, oh, uh, that's not how I raised right. Also, <laughs> So that's why he's not saying also, it's not. So it's not offensive to Hassan. Hassan might not have known that that was going to be the title of this article until it came out in the magazine and then what are you supposed to do so you're trying to tell me the media is not always up front and never mind 
Anyway. We, we won't tug at this that. This is when I wrote, we go back to Hassan, and now every time we see him, even at work, he is drinking. He just looks <laughs> so depressed and miserable, and yeah. the bags under his eyes. It's a rough one. In the beginning, he was very excited and very happy to be there and learn new things and try new things, and now he's not. <laughs> and one night, he's sitting there by himself drinking. And then there's, I don't know if he's a janitor or what. I would say he's probably the janitor or part of the cleanup team. I don't think he works. He's the sous chef. Anyway, but we don't think he was. No, he's not. (laughs) Or some general laborer in the the building that they're. So he has authentic Indian food made by his wife with spices sent over from India. And he invites Hassan to join him. And every bite he eats, he gets more and more emotional. He starts crying. <laughs> now, if I was this janitor guy, <laughs> and, and you just can and, have it, and I offer this chef, just bring me a bowl, of yeah. And I mean, I'll like McDonald's. I offer him my wife's cooking because you know he's Indian, I'm Indian. We're having a moment here, and he just starts crying. <laughs> I really feel like there should have been more conversation in this scene. Yeah. I know that the movie the is overly long. The context for you is, oh, this all makes sense, but that dude is like, whoa. I <laughs> needed a line. Say it, it takes you back home. I needed this line. It reminds me of my mother. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the line that needed to be said here, and I don't know why it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so then we should see. Should have been sea urchin. Madam Mallory joins Papa for a drink outside. And he's like, I've been thinking a lot about Hassan. I think I'm going to write to him. And I was like, well, that's a weird choice. <laughs> and again, I'm like, you what year is this? Yeah. He's texting Marguerite. <laughs> I asked Carly that a few times, too. I'm like, what year is this? Because, like, it, I don't see any cell phones. They're using, so, like, rotary dials. He's the, writing a letter. The one car is, like, this from is, the 50s. Yeah. The book was written to take place in 1990. Okay. But it was updated, the movie, and this movie came out in 2014, and it was written for that time. So this is written to be placed in, I would say, probably 2012. Mm -hmm. So writing a letter... And Hassan says in the beginning that he was born in 1990, so it's at least 2010. Yeah. Because he's at least, well, I mean, in yeah. France, I guess you can drink younger than 21. I just don't but. see, like I say, I don't <laughs> yeah. see any cell phones at all, and they're well, using rotary dial. Marguerite. Yeah, that's he right. He has one. And they're using but. rotary dial phones and stuff, and I was just like, okay. Yeah, well. Anyway. It's just, anyway, it's just yeah. So let's just get to the. And so, America, though, is very modern, and it might not be that yeah. modern in. In the countryside of yeah. France. Hassan's about to come home. Well, he, just we're she's like, what are you going to tell him? He's like, like would you stop with that? Why can't I have a conversation? Because we're trying to get through this here. But he's like, well, you got somewhere to be? Yes. tell him lots of things. I could tell him the restaurant's doing well. I could tell him that we've been going dancing. And remember that day that we picked flowers on the walk? And she's like, we did not pick flowers. We were looking for mushrooms. He's like, but we found flowers and we picked them. And she's like, that was just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I always felt like this scene is him trying to... Tell her he likes her, like yeah. that he's happy with ha- with yeah. their relationship, but he botches it because <laughs> it's almost like having a girlfriend. And then she, when he says almost like having a girlfriend, she leaves, yeah. and he's like, "What is the heck is wrong with this?" Because <laughs> you said she was your almost girlfriend, jackass. <laughs> but she goes across the street, turns the lights on, leaves the door open, and starts playing music. And he follows her, and she's like, "I thought you might want to dance with your almost girlfriend." Ouch. So I don't know. I think they bone down. Maybe. 
Took old uh, one eye to the optometrist. Mm-hmm. Made some hollandaise sauce with their own. Oh. Then Hassan comes home. <laughs> And uh, the first place he goes is to see Marjorie. That's got to be the second place he goes, actually, because he must have spoke to Madame Mallory. I thought he maybe called her and talked to her about it on the phone. Said, hey, I'm coming home. Yeah, because he still has his bag, guy. and if he stopped yeah, by yeah. her place, he wouldn't still have his she bag. She could have hit him. She'd be like, "I want to surprise my family." She'd be all down with that. Yeah. Especially if she loves his father. Or She'd be DTF. Yeah. So uh, she yeah. <laughs> is pleasantly surprised to see him, and they go for a walk. And she's like, "So why did you come back?" <laughs> and he's like, "I have a." Uh, she's like, "Don't you find out today whether you got a third star?" And he's like, "Meh." I, I have a business proposition for you, and I want you to help me cook a meal tonight at the restaurant. And uh, she's like, me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And so Madame Mallory has agreed to let them use the kitchen, but he wants her to cook with him. And later, when she's helping in the kitchen, he's like, you never told me whether you wanted to go to agree to my business proposition. And she shakes his hand, then he kisses her hand, then she kisses his hand, then they start making out. And it looks as if they had sex. I know! In Mrs. Mallory's pantry. <laughs> yeah, the heart wants what the heart wants. Ew! <laughs> that kitchen is no longer sanitary. I was like... I was like, well, we know Hassan moved in there when he was working there. So I guess there's other rooms. Maybe they went to I mean, one it of is a house. Rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Life is a house. Ew. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure they washed their hands. Yeah. So Ew. they Maybe. people arrive <laughs> for the dinner. Hassan's family is all dressed up. They come across the street. They It looks like there's drinks and appetizers at the mm-hmm. fancy restaurant. But then they're going to go across the street to eat at the Indian restaurant. The food was cooked at the fancy restaurant, though. So she's like, she introduces the two special chefs for tonight, and Marguerite comes out, and then Hassan comes out, and his whole family is They're like, like, oh, Hassan! crap! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go give him a hug, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then his dad is like, why are you here? You should be in France, or you should be in Paris. And he's like, no, I decided I'm moving back. And his dad is like, what? <laughs> And his phone rings, and it's the Michelin people. And he ignores the call. And his dad is like, no, you need like, call to him back, back. Call him back. <laughs> <laughs> that is an important phone call, and you need to call him back right now. And he's like, no, I know what I'm doing. Because it's not says, important. He's not going to be there. He says, uh, I've decided this is where I want to get my third star, and we'll get it together. And then they walk across the street, and they eat dinner, and everybody's happy, and it's the end. Madame Mallory has given complete control of her restaurant to Hassan, and he is splitting it 50-50 with, with, Marguerite, with Marguerite, his business partner. And his dad is like, what are the terms? <laughs> I think some of the terms might be boating. <laughs> I think maybe the term is a wedding. <laughs> Which is what I thought he was coming back for. I thought he was going to come back and go marry me and come with me to... Paris and we'll work out. But the, it was marry me and we'll, we'll get our third we'll, star together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the end. What do you think, John? Let's get it. Oh, I get to go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, my favorite character was Papa. Uh-huh. And my least favorite character is going to be um, the Madame. Mm-hmm. Madame Pain in the Ass. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite line is, oh, so you're trespassing too. Mm-hmm. Um... My favorite scene 
is when they're getting ready and they're doing the the prep and she comes over it's like turn your music off and blah 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 and then the father after she leaves turns it back on and starts dancing <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is the mumbai cut out damn it <laughs> i think that might be tony's god damn it <laughs> that, that they erected <laughs> The erection. <laughs> yeah, the erection of Mumbai. Right the, the glorious erection. What's his name's glorious erection? Yeah. Oh man. Papa's glorious erection in front of the restaurant. <laughs> Sorry. Oh lord. And I will nay this movie. I just didn't. It, it wasn't anything special. That everything was just so. Yeah, this is gonna happen. Yeah, this is gonna happen. But there were no surprises. It was very straightforward. I mean, the characters were, were fine. The acting was fine. It's just there wasn't anything special about the movie. All right. What do you think, Tony? Uh, let's see. My favorite character was Marguerite. She was a very nice person. Took him in and all that. Mm-hmm. His favorite character was Jean-Pierre. He's like a tertiary object. He incited, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what, uh, And I think he's crime in, like, him. fully half of the movie. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> Uh, my favorite scene is when Mallory's cleaning the wall and Papa gives her the umbrella. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is, cooking is killing. We make ghosts. <laughs> that was so creepy. Uh, and now my favorite tertiary object <laughs> is, there's a scene where they're uh, cooking and you see that in the Indian place they have this big, giant, nasty, rusty hatchet that they used uh-huh. to cut. And I'm like, that's gross. But then you see in the French one, it, they have this, like, anime sword. Because this thing is wider than, like, six phones. And the dueling mise-en-place. Yeah, it looks like Cloud's sword from Final Fantasy. I was like, Jesus. That's a big... Like, that's a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> and I'll maybe this movie. I don't I don't know if I'll probably ever watch it again. I might. But it was it was good. It was a good little romance movie, I guess. It was yeah. very predictable. Like I didn't John write said. it down. John, you nade it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Forgot to write it down. All right, Elaine, what do you think? Uh, my favorite character is Mansoor. That's the older brother. Uh-huh. We didn't talk about him at all. No. But he's wonderful. His father, I mean, he's obviously the least favorite son. He's not his son, <laughs> the bright boy. But there's just, he's so funny. When he's trying to get his father to stop doing things that he thinks are embarrassing. Uh-huh. Or when he's the no, one that... Papa, don't do that! He's the <laughs> one that finds Mad- Mallory sleeping in the restaurant. And she's lo- and he's like, can I help you? And she's like, I'm waiting for Hassan. It's just so, like, all these things. And when Hassan leaves to work in her restaurant and... Uh, He's, He's like, I guess I'm going to have to cook now. <laughs> I'm going to cook now. And Papa's like, don't screw it up. It's just, I love this guy. He's so great. <laughs> My least favorite character is Jean-Pierre. Dude can suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> um, he tried to burn I, down their restaurant. I Fuck you. When yes. the whole family is asleep. <laughs> yeah. They live there. He yeah. tried to murder them. I, yeah. Uh, my favorite line is, you're a chef. I do not pay you to burn things. Take your knives and go. It's just so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scene is the opening night of the Indian restaurant. And how sad it is because no one will come over. And John's like, no one's going to show up. No one's going to show up. But then he goes and he changes his clothes and he drags him <laughs> off the street like they would in India. And then there's people eating and it seems like they're having such a good time. I love how they didn't just do the no one showed up, uh-huh. but they turned it around and just, 
I like that. It makes me happy. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object, which has been stolen, I'll go... I didn't steal it. I went first. Blame <laughs> Carly. I will go with the other thing I really liked, which was Marguerite's headband when she's cooking in the kitchen. She oh, ties yeah. her hair up, and it just looks so pretty every time. I love uh-huh. it. Um, I'm going to yay this movie. I will happily watch it again <laughs> and again and again. It's good. It's not anything. It's It's a, got a predictable storyline. You can kind of see it coming. Typical kind of finding yourself journey. Have you ever seen the movie Chef with... Um, That's yeah. also great. With, I have John Favreau. Mm-hmm. That's a show about cooking. It's not underappreciated, so I... It's great. I have not watched it because I can't do it on the podcast. And like Elaine said... You should watch I only it. watch movies for the podcast. And I'm going <laughs> to say... You should watch it anyway. But this one is good. If you like a nice, quiet drama, this one is a good one. Could you not? If you like John Leguizamo, you should watch Chef. Because he's excellent in that. <laughs> Putting cornstarch on his huevos. Can I have some? <laughs> great scene. Um, All right. My favorite character is Hassan. My least favorite character is Pierre. Uh-huh. My favorite scene is the War of the Restaurants montage. My favorite tertiary object is the mayor. <laughs> Not the erection? No, it was the mayor. Okay. I knew Tony was picking the erection, so I didn't pick it. Uh, <laughs> the glorious erection. Took the erection from me. They looked so sad when they had to put it down, too. Uh, well, when the erection goes down... Those kids thought it was so magical. <laughs> and then it was I know. boom. Um, my favorite line was... Indian f- is not classical. We are the oldest civilization in the world. <laughs> yes, that was funny. Which I thought, I thought that was Egypt. The oldest civilization? Yeah. I, would, yeah. I think it's going to be debatable. What do you consider a civilization? Yeah. Oh, facts. Uh, there were a lot of good lines in that altercation between him and her in the street, too, mm-hmm. about the spices and, you know. Mm. I like it. I'm going to yay it. It's a good movie. I watched it three times yeah, and a week. The, the, thing <laughs> the, the thing with the mayor that I liked was... They make him the, the fish, and he's like, this is really good. And then he's like, I'll have some more. And, and the wife's like, that's the third plate you've had. He's like, right, take with like, me. Yeah. And, and then he's, he's like, like, can I get a dog? Can I get a doggy back? <laughs> and she just rolls her eyes like, Jesus. Because he's just like, why, why do you guys keep fighting? You both have great food. I just want to eat your food. Yeah. Stop fighting. <laughs> Plus, how annoying is it for him to just be constantly harassed by the, over their forth. little war? Yeah. This doesn't seem like it's a very big town. No. No. Oh, Carly. All right, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Twitter at L Movie Podcast on Instagram at L Movie Podcast Talks. You can email LMoviePodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Have you seen this movie? Did you like this movie? And uh, tune in next week. On the podcast for a special episode. Our two hundredth episode. What we're doing Armageddon. Dum dum dum. 1998s. I couldn't remember what year. 1998s <laughs> Armageddon. And Special being our 200 episode, we all picked a movie that we all like yeah. to discuss. Yes. Yep. So this could go one of two ways. This could either be a really boring episode, like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, we're just going to sit here and let yeah. you talk. But we'll see As what happens. As you read a novelization of... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. All right, well, we'll see you next week and... <laughs> this is the song that they turn up when she has them to turn it down. And that was my favorite scene. And Dad's like, "Fuck her," <laughs> and he starts dancing. Which? That's why Papa was my favorite character. I mean, he's not wrong. He had all the good lines. I mostly. can't believe you picked the, the Madame as your least favorite character. Because she in the beginning of the movie, she was a terrible change. person. But she makes a character change. Mm-hmm. Jean Pierre tried happy. to kill them. 
Yeah. How do you know Jean Pierre didn't regret it and live his life in solitude? I'm sure he did regret it after he got fired from the restaurant before they got their second Michelin star. Well, this and other mysteries we'll never know the answers mm-hmm. to.